My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, an American Ninja Warrior in training, and the creator of Optimize Yourself. For over 10 years now, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative and athletic performance, and now I'm here to shorten your learning curve. Whether you're a creative professional who edits, writes, or directs, you're an entrepreneur, or even if you're a weekend warrior, I strongly believe you can be successful without sacrificing your health or your sanity in the process. You ready? Let's design the optimized version of you. Hello and welcome to the Optimize Yourself podcast. If you're a brand new optimizer, I welcome you and I sincerely hope that you enjoy today's conversation. If you are inspired to take action after listening today, why not tell a friend about this show and help spread the love? And if you're a longtime listener and optimizer OG, welcome back. Whether you're brand new or you're a seasoned vet, if you have just 10 seconds today, it would mean the world to me if you clicked the subscribe button in your podcast app of choice because the more people that subscribe, the more that iTunes and the other platforms can recognize this show, and thus the more people that you and I can inspire to step outside their comfort zones to reach their greatest potential. And now on to today's show, which to be honest is going to be a bit of an experiment. As a longtime listener, you already know how much I love to do in-depth interviews on a variety of topics, whether that's allowing everyday people to share their personal and their inspirational journeys, or industry experts and world-renowned authors who share their expertise to help you optimize a specific area of your life. But today, what I want to do instead is give you an insider's glimpse into the world of my optimizer coaching and mentorship program and what we call the hot seat. What you're going to hear today is a recording of an actual live session with an Optimizer student where on the hot seat, we tackle various questions, whether that's about career transitions, productivity, workflows, networking, burnout, habit formation, resumes and websites, and any other number of work-life challenges that students bring to the table as they navigate their own paths toward success. In the following Hot Seat session, community member David Feinberg has had some huge wins and achieved some long-standing goals that he set when he began the Optimizer program well over a year ago. But now he's come up against the obvious question, what's next? Does he use his momentum to keep striving towards even bigger and better goals? Or does he take some time to adapt and enjoy the accomplishments that he's already achieved? There's no right answer to this question as it's unique to each individual's journey. But listen in to learn the questions that David must ask himself to determine the right next steps for him. If you find these sessions valuable, we're going to be sharing Hot Seat Fridays with you every week that are going to be jam-packed with practical, real-world strategies that you can easily apply to your own lifestyle and career to send you off with an action plan for the next Monday ahead. And if after listening to this, you're wishing that you could schedule your own Hot Seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you're going to find all the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together today. All right, without further ado, here is today's Hot Seat Friday session with David Feinberg, made possible today by our amazing sponsors Evercast and ErgoDriven, who are featured just a bit later in today's episode. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. 
David, what is your hot seat topic for today? I'm very interested because you didn't uh, provide one. So this is, uh, this is a wild card. It is a bit of a wild card. I did write a little bit in the direction I want to go, but it, I think, may come down to needing a good question to ask. Um, so what is the topic? The topic is goals. I guess I'll start by saying I've achieved a few goals recently. So that's been really exciting because I've been working on them for a while. I lined up a project for much of the rest of the year, which starts in May. Um, it was the, actually the project that I did a workshop. We workshopped like the interview, kind of did like an interview. So you got the job that you workshopped the interview for? I did. <laughs> and you didn't tell us? That's awesome. I, Congratulations. Good for you. Thank you. Well, I'm telling you now. Um, awesome. And uh, so that's exciting. And it, the project's also somewhat in line with the goals I'd set out. It's different than the type of style I've been working on with some new, some new collaborators. I got up to date with Avid, which was also an important goal. The project I'm working on now, which is a shorter project, is on Avid. So now I feel confident about being able to go after pretty much any, any type of project. And then kind of a goal or a plan is I've t taken the steps to relocate to Los Angeles starting full-time in, in May. And that's something I've been thinking about for about two years. So having kind of some of the things fall into place and a, a lot of work ahead. I mean, I have to figure out how to move my stuff here. I have this project ahead and I want to be prepared. Um, I want to show up on day one and be, you know, have some good systems in place. But what, uh, as I was thinking through things and kind of feeling out the last couple of weeks, I started losing some clarity on what I should be working on now or what I should be working on for the next six months while some of these other things are unfolding. Does that make sense? I'm, yeah. I'm oh my God, yes, does it make sense? I know exactly what you're going through, um, which is you spend so much of your life just trying to keep your head above water, just trying to get through the day, trying to get the job done. Uh, the amount of progress that you've made since we started is astounding because like you're in Los Angeles now, you're kicking the shit out of interviews, you know Avid just as well as you know Premier. you have this confidence, you're way more productive. And because of that, all of that led to you achieving a pretty big goal that's been on the board for a while. And the big question that now comes up is, okay, what now? What, what am I supposed to be doing? I just, I achieved all the things that I wasn't sure I'd ever be able to achieve and I actually put in effort and focused and did the work and now I achieve them. So what comes next? This is the story of my life is struggling with this challenge, which is how I always end up in, uh, you know, the neck deep water doing all the crazy stuff that I'm doing. Because as soon as something's really hard and I figure out how to achieve it and I get there and it's no longer hard, I need something else to be really, 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 really hard. It's just the way that I'm wired. If things aren't incredibly immensely challenging, then I don't feel energy. I just, I don't feel excited about things. Once things get easy, I get bored. So I went through the exact same process um, where just coming out to LA right out of college, having grown up in a farming town of 400 people that was 13 miles away, just coming to Los Angeles was like, oh my God, am I ever going to be able to do this? And then for a while, just living in LA was really overwhelming and challenging. Then I work in the industry and just surviving in the industry and keeping a job and saying that this is what I do for a living, really challenging. Now I want to be an editor. That was really challenging. Then I became an editor. But yeah, now I want to work in a different area of editing. Same thing over and over and over. And then the day came where I'm like, all right, so I'm I'm working on big shows and I love editing television, but it's not a challenge anymore. It's not 
something that's really hard. So I need to find more challenges. So that's when I decided to start the podcast and build a business and now do Ninja, like all this stuff. So there are two ways you can look at this. One is what's the next major challenge that's the next step forwards that's going to get me out of bed and get me excited. That's the doing mentality. There's also another side of this, and this is the side that I am actively working on that I'm very, very much not good at. And that's the being side. There's also a part of you that could say, what if my goal for the rest of the year, as I work on this next project and I move to LA, is just to enjoy what I've earned? I'm not worrying about setting the next major goal. I just want to look at and work towards being more present at this existing job, enjoying getting what I can out of now living permanently in LA. And I don't have any major goal for the rest of the year other than being present and enjoying what I have. Those are two possible options. See what happens, Debbie, when you're on the call. Even when you're not talking, she's just she she infects my brain with this stuff. Because um, I immediately am thinking, all right, let's pick another really hard goal for you. I'm like, nope, maybe we need to not do that. Because I can see Debbie up there in the corner. She's like, just just let him be. Let him enjoy it. Yeah, I appreciate that perspective very much. And that's kind of, I've reflected on that a little bit. It's not that I have so many hours of free time now that I can launch a new goal on the side. It's it, it's more of a, I guess, a question about the direction I want to go in and thinking ahead so that, you know, when this next project ends, having maybe some time off, but then lining up a even better opportunity or a more exciting project after that. Yeah. So one of them is thinking to yourself, um, first of all, I just need to show up every day at this new opportunity and this new kind of show with new people and I just need to kick the crap out of it. So maybe that's the goal for the whole year. I just need to show up and knock this thing out of the park. Or if you feel like now that I have the opportunity and I know for a fact I can knock it out of the park without a whole lot of extra effort, then maybe the goal is how do I start using this time to build a few relationships so as soon as this is over, I can give myself a few weeks, but know that I have the people out there that are ready to give me the next project that I'm engaged with and excited about. Another angle is I really feel like I have to put most, if not all of my focus just into this project to make sure that I do this well first, but I want to learn to get better at adopting lifestyle strategies. So at the end of this project, I'm not completely burned out. That in and of itself could consume all of your extra energy just figuring that out and building new lifestyle habits. And then another option, like I already said, is you just go to work and you enjoy the process and you learn more about LA and you meet some people and you just say, wow, I'm, I'm just going to let this be the year where I enjoy the work that I've been putting in for years to get here. So of those three possibilities, and there are more, but as far as three general buckets, we're looking at the three general areas that I talk about, which is career advancement, improving productivity, and improving lifestyle. Of those three general buckets, which one is rising to the top a little bit more than the others right now? I would say the building and improving the lifestyle habits so that while I am working on this project and I do feel that knocking it out of the park is super important. And I've, I've found that anytime I can succeed on one project, it often helps bring the next opportunity that, yeah, that's important because it's a, it's a new type of project for a new streaming company. I haven't worked on a project for, and um, I want to build and continue to build more habits around focus and productivity and work-life balance, I guess. And that, yeah, that's starting to feel like it's maybe 
rising to the top. It's one of the reasons why I started working with you in the first place. I've come some part of the way, but I think I still have a long way to go. So a question that I always ask myself when there is a definitive finish line, when there's a line at the end of the tunnel, and it sounds like with this project there is, when there's a line at the end of the tunnel and you say, I know that I'm done December 1st or whatever the date might be, I ask myself the question, who do I want to be on that day? I have asked myself that question many times over the last six weeks. When I return home on the plane from Washington, having run the course on American Ninja Warrior, who do I want to be? And I already know who that guy is going to be. He's going to be the one that put everything he possibly had into that course run. And when he falls and gets wet, he's going to be like, this is just the way that it was meant to be. And I couldn't have done anything else. But because of the amount of energy I put into it, I'm probably going to be a wreck for a few days. I just see it coming, but I know the sacrifice is worth it. I'm pushing extra hard. And it's funny because I'm actually not pushing as hard this week and I'm trying to get more sleep. So I'm fresh. But the point being that I have this single-minded focus towards this one goal that I've been working towards for three years, that best case scenario lasts about 120 seconds. Who do I want to be when I get home on the plane ride? I want to be a guy that's exhausted, totally wiped out, but satisfied with the effort that was put in. My sincerest apologies for the interruption in the middle of this interview. But if you are a content creator or you work in the entertainment industry, not only is the following promo not an interruption, but listening has the potential to change your life because collaborating with Evercast is that powerful. Here's a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Evercast co-founders, Brad Thomas and award-winning editor, Roger Barton. Living this lifestyle of a feature film editor has really had an impact on me. So I was really looking for something to push back against all of these lifestyle infringements that are imposed on us, both by schedules and expectations. When you guys demoed Evercast for me that first time, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, oh my God, this is what I have been waiting for for a decade. I also had the same reaction when I first saw Evercast. Two words came to mind, game changer. Our goal, honestly, is to become the Zoom for creatives, whatever it is you're streaming, whether it's editorial, visual effects, pro tools for music composition, live shot cameras. It's consistent audio and video, lip sync always stays in sync. Whether you're in a live session where you're getting that feedback immediately, or you can't get it immediately, so you record the session and you can share those clips with people on the production team where there's no room for any confusion. It's like, this is exactly what the director wants. This is exactly what the producer wants. What matters most to me is it makes the entire process more efficient, which then translates to us as creatives who spend way too much time in front of computers. We get to shut it down and we get to go spend time with our friends and family. The biggest complaint, and I'm sure you guys have heard this many, many times, this looks amazing. I just can't afford it. Tesla had to release the Model S before they released the Model 3. So by the end of the year, we are going to be releasing a sub $200 version a month of Evercast for the freelancer and indie creatives. Anyone who is a professional video creator outside of Hollywood. I think what we've learned over the last few months is that this technology can translate to better lives for all of us that give us more flexibility and control while still maintaining the creativity, the creative momentum, and the quality of work. I cannot stress this enough. Evercast is changing the way that we collaborate. If you value your craft, your well-being, and spending quality time with the ones you love, Evercast now makes that possible for you and me. To listen to the full interview and learn about the amazing potential that Evercast has to change the way that you work and live, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. Now back to today's interview. There are several different versions of David on the, the last day of this job. Do you have a like a definitive end date or do you want me to just like throw out something hypothetical? Uh, I think it's going to be 
end of November. We can okay. say December so 1st. So let's, let's which, say December 1st. You, yeah. So on December 1st, do you want to be the version of David that is totally exhausted and burned out, but holy shit, is he taking his career to the next level? Because he gave them everything he had. And now the streaming service has you as the number one person on their list to cut this next project. That's an acceptable choice. I've been in that position before. That was how I went into burn notice. I didn't go into burn notice when I got this career changing opportunity that I had no business getting on paper saying, you know what, I'm going to go into burn notice and I'm going to put in respectable days, but I want to make sure that I maintain work-life balance and I still have time to sleep and exercise and eat well, like none of that. I gave everything to the first season of that show and it literally almost killed me, but I knew that it would pay off and it did. I was hired to do one episode. I ended up doing 24 episodes over four seasons because that was the mentality. I'm going to give them everything I have. Whatever it takes, I'll pay the price later. And I, that's not a long-term sustainable solution. And that was the way that I worked for a long time. And I learned that lesson the hard way. But when you're in the trenches for a short period of time, sometimes you just figure out a, a way to make that happen. So there is that version of you where December 1st, you are wiped out. But man, have you made a major dent in your career and you've got this huge streaming company, of which I will not name, this huge streaming company has you on their shortlist and you're doing the next project come January 5th or whatever it is. That's one version of who you could be. Another version is I did my best and I feel like I put forth a lot of really good work, but I still feel good about myself and I have energy and I feel like I didn't wreck myself and I built a few really great lifestyle habits along the way. That's another version of you. So I'm not saying you need to have an answer in the next three minutes, but that's the question that I would be asking. Who is it that I want to be on the last day of this show? And there are a lot of different acceptable answers. Yeah, I like that. Um, so I'll continue reflecting on that. I certainly have been in the spot where on the last day of a project, I gave it up my all. I'm totally burnt out, but I just have kind of uh, lost uh, my rudder, I guess, so to speak. And you know, go through that, um, what'd you call it? Like the editor flu? Yeah, <laughs> the hiatus flu, I call it. Hi hiatus flu. So I, I feel that where I'm at now, if I give 100% effort, not 120, but 100, which is as much as anyone I think should be asked or expected to give, that I will succeed and I will be proud of the work I've done and I will have given the project a lot while hopefully preserving health and work-life balance, you know, as much as possible or in line with what my goal and expectation is. And one other thing, which, because you've, you've said, who do I want to be on December 1st, the last day of the project? And I, I listened to the interview you did with Michelle Tesoro. And one of the things you talked about with her is, who do you want to be on the first day of the project? Um, because oftentimes we're not showing up on the first day with a full tank of gas. So I think I can also think about that because the project starts in the middle of May. So I still have some time, hopefully, to kind of work towards that as well. Yeah, and that's, that's something that people don't think about enough where oftentimes all they're thinking about is I start this project in May. I have so many other things that I need to get done. Like I've got to take care of this or this at the house, or I've got these other four different side projects. I need to get all this stuff done so it's out of the way. But they don't think about what the repercussion of that is. And then they start day one of this new thing. And they're like, my God, I'm already tired. 
and they want me to be fresh and have ideas like I'm already exhausted, it's because they didn't think about that question too. So that might be an important one for you. The reason I brought that up with Michelle is she already knows based on our conversation, she's got another huge project coming her way. And our conversation was more centered and focused around what do you want to be doing in the interim? Is it a matter of I just want to say yes to the next thing because I'm not sure I know how to say no or I feel comfortable saying no? Or do I finally want to give myself that hiatus or that extended sabbatical so I can be the best version of myself on day one of this next huge project? So yes, I think for you, part of it is how can I make sure I'm set up for success on day one of the project? But I think for you, it's much more about what can I do up until the first day of the project to have clarity around how I'm going to manage this project for the rest of the year based on who I want to be when it's done. So it's a combination of both. I think they're both good questions, but I really think it's more, who is it that I want to be when I'm done? And the reason that I say that is that Michelle is very established, having done other big shows like this before. She knows exactly what she's getting into, and she's got a rhythm. She's She's got a method to it, right? One of the things we talked about on the hot seat when I was trying to dig in was, what is it that's really exhausting you so when you're done with something, you're just kind of burned out and the tank is empty, like she put it? And it wasn't because of her work habits. I thought maybe she was going to say, well, you know, I work until one in the morning and I'm at my desk 12, 14 hours a day. I never take breaks. But when she was telling me her work habits, I'm like, well, shit, that's not it. I'm going to have to figure something else out or I'm going to look like a chump because you know exactly like your work habits are great. But then we identified it was the psychology of I never give myself a chance to recover because I always want to say yes to the next thing because I think I might miss out. So that was really what was driving her exhaustion was not allowing herself to recover. The reason why I think it's important for you to identify who you should be at the end of the project, it's going to help you set better expectations and boundaries. Because with a new streaming service, with the behemoth that it is, working on a new project, the tendency for most people is, well, you know, life work balance, like all that's important, but man, I, they asked me to, to work this Saturday, like I, I got to give it my all. And then all of a sudden it becomes every other Saturday, then it becomes every Saturday, then it becomes Saturday and every other Sunday. But if you've clearly defined, this is who I want to be on December 1st, you know where the line is. I've been in the position more than once where I didn't know the line and they just crossed it over and over and over again until it was too late for me to say anything because I was setting that expectation. So that's why I think it's so important for you to know clearly, this is who I'm going to be on December 1st, which allows you to better answer questions about expectations and requests. Because if you're the guy that says, I'm going to knock this out of the park no matter what, even if it means I have a month all of December where I'm completely useless and have zero productivity, that's fine. You've defined that as your goal, which means when they want you to do the sixth or the seventh days, who gives a crap? You just want to be the guy that knocks this thing out of the park. Just make sure that you're ready and prepared for that. And those are conscious decisions. Yeah, that was my December 2020 was, yeah, not... Not very, uh, not a lot of energy, not a lot of productivity. I had finished a, a great project and been very proud of it, but it's a, it's definitely a trade-off. So that's something I want to look out for, for sure. Yep, and that's um, that's part of the situation I'm in right now, literally with the next seven days, is when I say, who do I want to be when I get off the plane when I'm done? That's going to be next Tuesday. I can't be the guy that says, I gave my all, but I need a month to recover. Because as soon as I wake up Wednesday morning, I'm in the worst part of my schedule all season with four open episodes. I can't be wasted 
and I can't give myself a month to recover. So that mm. dictates how much training I'm doing now, like how much sleep I'm getting, because I know that my tank cannot be empty. I have to give it my all within the constraints of I still have to be a dad and I still have to be an editor on a show. A lot of these ninjas, it's all they do. They're unemployed 20-somethings that deliver pizza. Ninja is their life. Good for them. I can't be that guy. So I have, to, I have to think about all those things too. But if you're like, you know what? I don't care if I lose December. I don't care if it disappears. That's fine. It's worth the cost. You just have to make sure those are all conscious choices. Yeah, that's a good point. And um, even if, for example, I schedule a vacation when the project's done, I want to be able to enjoy that vacation. I want to be able to do stuff. I mean, that's a different scenario than coming back from Ninja Race and going into four open episodes, but it's still yes. an example of where do I want to be? Who do I want to be kind of at the end of the project? Yeah, that's a, it's good uh, frame for sure. Yeah, so I, I didn't expect you to come out of the session with any answers, but I wanted you to have better questions to ask and I hope that you have those. Yeah, for sure. The questions were the answers this time this time around. Very um, meta, I love it. But I, but I like that you broke it down into doing and being and then kind of a third category, which is like enjoy. And it's important to look at all three categories. It's not necessarily one is mutually exclusive, but uh, yeah, that's been very helpful. Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Well, uh, I'm hoping that there's going to be a follow-up session and we can discuss uh, what some of your conclusions are and if we're going to refine those conclusions. Sounds good. Thanks cool. a lot. Well, uh, congratulations again. I'm excited to know that the, the workshop paid off and everything that we've been uh, working yeah. together has paid off and you're, you're in it, man. Before closing up today's show, I would love to ask for just a couple additional minutes of your time and attention to introduce you to one of my new favorite products created by my good friend Kit Perkins, who you may recognize as creator of the Topomat. Here is a brief excerpt from a recent interview that I did with Ergo-Driven co-founder and CEO Kit Perkins talking about his latest product, New Standard Whole Protein. I've been to health and fitness generally, but I want it to be simple and straightforward. About a year, year and a half ago, I started adding collagen into my protein shakes. And man, the benefits were like more dramatic than any supplement I've ever seen. So I thought if I can just get this down to coming out of one jar and it's ingredients that I know I can trust and you just put it in water and you don't have to think about it. When people think of protein powders, they think, well, I don't want to get big and bulky. And that's not what this is about. To me, this is about repair. So a big part of what we're talking about here is you are what you eat. Your body's constantly repairing and rebuilding and the only stuff it can use to repair and rebuild is what you've been eating unfortunately as the years have gone by every day getting out of bed it's like you know two or three creaks and pops in the first couple steps and that i thought you just sort of live with now but yeah once starting the collagen daily or near daily it's just gone so for us job 1a here was make sure it's high quality and that's grass-fed 100 pasture-raised cows and then the second thing if you're actually going to do it every day it needs to be simple it needs to taste good well my goal is that for anybody that is a creative professional like myself that's stuck in front of a computer, number one, they're doing it standing on a topo mat. Number two, they've got a glass of new standard protein next to them so they can just fuel their body, fuel their brain. So uh, you and I, my friend, one edit station at a time are going to change the world. And even better for your listeners with code OPTIMIZE on either a one-time purchase or that first subscribe and save order, 50% off. So if you do that subscribe and save, that's 20% off and 50% off with code OPTIMIZE. That's a fantastic deal. If you're looking for a simple and affordable way to stay energetic, focused, and alleviate the chronic aches and pains that come from living at your computer, I recommend New Standard Whole Protein because it's sourced from high quality ingredients that I trust and it tastes great. 
To place your first order, visit optimizeyourself.me slash new standard and use the code optimize for 50% off your first order. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Hot Seat Fridays. If you find this new format valuable, please reach out and let us know. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash contact to leave your honest feedback. And if after listening, you are wishing that you could schedule your own hot seat session, I invite you to join our community of optimizers, where you are going to find all of the support and connections you need to optimize every aspect of your life. Just go to optimizeyourself.me slash optimizer to learn more about the various coaching and mentorship options available so you and I can start working together. And as a quick reminder to subscribe so you don't miss future interviews just like this one, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash podcast. And a special thanks to our sponsors Evercast and ErgoDriven for making today's interview possible. To learn more about how to collaborate remotely without missing a frame and to get your real-time demo of Evercast in action, visit optimizeyourself.me slash Evercast. And to learn more about ErgoDriven and their brand new product that I am super excited about, New Standard Whole Protein, visit optimizeyourself.me slash New Standard. Thank you for listening. Stay safe, healthy, and sane, and be well.